Hey, welcome to the Gig Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Taylor, and my guest today is Juanita Tippins. Now, Juanita is a singer, songwriter, vocal producer, and arranger. She's a poet. She's a mum. She's co-founder of Sydney band Sweet As. She's one half of the confection team with uh, Josh Bigley. She's toured the world with Joe Bonamassa. She's toured with the brand new Heavies. She's sung with the Hoodoo Gurus, Cold Chisel, Marsha Hines, just to name a few. And she's got some new music coming out soon. So always a great hang with Juanita. This is episode 133, Juanita Tippins. Here we go. I think we're rolling. Bonita Tippins, how's it going? I'm good. Good. How are you? Good. Um, I've actually been here for a couple of hours now. Yeah. And um, had an awesome feed and yep. entertained by the kids. And <laughs> yeah. we've got that that hook in our head. I know. <laughs> Since you've uh, been broken. Uh, <laughs> can't know we're going to be dreaming about, yeah, yeah. dreaming about that now. No, that's, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, it's good to be here. Good to be finally talking to you. And um, finally, yeah, been trying to plan this for a while. For a while, eh? Yeah, yeah. And, um, all different reasons why it hasn't happened, but it's all right. We're here now. Are, yeah, yeah. So, um, how's the last few months been? You know, um, you know, things are starting to kick off, sort of gig wise, and yeah. and um, you know, we won't talk about what went on during COVID because everybody knows what happened and people <laughs> yeah. weren't working and all that sort of stuff, but. You know, we're on the flip side of that now and things are looking rosy. Yeah. And yeah, so what's been going on? Um, actually, I've had a good year, mm. you know, like we were talking about before. Um, I had a few tours already this year, which I was really happy about. Um, I think in the last, I was telling you before, the last um, COVID uh, lockdown that we had, I uh, was lucky enough to get a job. Arranging vocals for Marsha Hines' next mm. album, which is a gospel album. Yep. So that was fun. Yep. You know, I just sat here like a mad professor with my little setup, <laughs> <laughs> do all these like, you know, crazy, um, you know, vocal arrangements for the choir, for gospel choir. So yep. that was fun. And we finally toured that. Yeah. Like a. How long was the tour? Just a re- was, regional? Yeah, it was over three weeks, but it was really just, <clears throat> excuse me, it was really just the vivid. Vivid here. Yep. But obviously we had to rehearse for it, you know. Okay. So in Sydney we used the Mount Joy Choir who are great. Mm. They're amazing. They were so good. So we used them for the Vivid shows, um, which was at St. Stephen's, I think it's called, in the city on Macquarie. Oh, not sure. Can't remember. Beautiful church. We did shows there. Um, And then we did did the Adelaide – Cabaret Festival, mm-hmm. we were there. And while we were there, uh, yeah, we did that. And so we picked up another choir there. Mm. And then we went to – then on the third week, we went to Hobart and we did the uh, Festival of Voices and the ABC thing. Yeah, okay. You know, the live ABC thing. Yeah, right. So <laughs> – excuse me. So that was, um, that was really great, mm. you know. I felt really emotional, you know, because yeah. like, <laughs> you've been working on something for so long yeah. and finally kind of – can hear it how it's intended. 
Yeah. So that yeah. was good. Like you, yeah. were t- you were telling me earlier too, like all that, you know, rehearsing and stuff you were doing at home here. Oh, you were always you, recording? You, yeah, while well, you're doing recording, you made a whole lot of new <laughs> I know. religious friends I know, in the building. It was so funny because everyone's locked in, yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah. I live in apartments and I am like recording um, recording all these parts and it's all Jesus this, Jesus that. Yeah. And I'd go out and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, my neighbours are like, you know, they're like, here she goes singing about Jesus again. Yeah, yeah. And I went out, I was telling you, I went out um, to, to put my rubbish in the bin and the little old lady's like, bless you, darling, bless you. I was like, so little old ladies in the building love me. They think I'm blessing in their building. Yeah, very good. So, yeah. And the other tour, which was really, really cool, and I, I got a buzz when I saw it sort of pop up on Facebook, one of the bands that, I really, really loved, it, you know, during the late 90s and into the 2000s. Yeah. was the brand new heavies. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. man. Yeah, that was so, fun. How did that come about? How, did, well, did you have any connection to those guys? Yeah, I actually okay. got hired by the band. Yeah, right. Um, so the two um, – one of the boys – so there's two boys that own the band. Yeah. Andrew Levy. He's the bass player. The bass player. Mm. And Simon – who is the guitarist? Yep. And um, Andrew is a big fan of the confection stuff that I do. You know oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have a, you know, as you know, I have a project with Josh, Joshua Beagley. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing that for years now. Yeah. You know about that yeah, project yeah. called Confection. It's all kind of eighties rare groove kind of. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And he's a big fan of that. Wow. So okay. that's how he, that's how I was on his radar. So oh, right. they were planning their Australian tour to come here and their singer who they're using at the moment, uh, she's pregnant and there's yeah. something with her visa or something she couldn't mm. get a visa through to come here. So he reached out to me and asked me if I would like to do it and I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd love to do it. I love the Randy Heavies, you know. So it was, it was fun. They're great, yeah. great people. Like I had a really good time on yeah, that tour. But, but you, you also said they're, they're a bit crazy. Oh, they're ba- completely ba- mad. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> no, but in a good way. You yeah, know? of course. They're, yeah, just, yeah. they're just completely mad. You yeah. know, like so much fun. <laughs> like, I, I think my stomach was so sore from laughing all yeah. the time. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, but um, they were they were heaps of fun. Yeah. Like great musicians too. You mm. know, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go back the first time I ever saw you and met you, and it was very very early. Days of Sweet As. You, okay. you might not remember this, but um, it would have been... I would have met you through Rafi and Shane, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was was before I had before I had my oldest girl, so it would have been maybe 13, 14 years ago. Oh, easy. Yeah. yeah easy. And yeah. It, Rafi called me up and says, oh, this band I'm playing in um, their I drum... I think you the, filled in for yeah, us I too. Did, I did, yeah. yeah. At yeah. the Bayview. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah Oh, my yeah. gosh, it's ages ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just remember, I mean, I I don't think you were there right at the start. I think you'd come from another gig or something. But anyway, you might have turned up at the, for the, at the second set. Yeah. And I, you walked in and said hello or whatever. But I just saw you get up on stage. You just set your stuff down. You had your mark. Yeah. Head back. Back straight, and you just and I just I'm just going, man, this that's conviction right there, and, and you know, yeah, this chick's got mana, like, oh, thank yeah, you, brother. yeah. So that was that was the first <laughs> time you, I, I actually met you, and I, I I had an inkling of the band because because sweet as yeah, bef- before sweet as 
Rafferty and I were, I was um, playing with Rafferty and a couple other guys in this band called Tribe. Yeah, Rafferty sort of stopped doing the Tribe thing and went off. He says, I'm doing this new thing. Yeah. This guy's yeah. called Sweet As. And um, the rest is history, eh? That's That's been a hell of a ride, that band. And yeah. and through that sort of hey, heyday, I mean, you guys were playing so much. Oh, my gosh. We were doing like between four and seven gigs a week. Yeah, yep. It was insane. Like Residencies at the piano yeah. bar. And, and there were and, residencies yeah, too. Yeah, that's so right. Like there would be like – there'd be – like say four residencies running at the same time. Right. Then we would have the extra gigs that will flop come in. Functions and weddings. Yeah, and, and we'd be going from one gig to another. Like yeah, that, it was quite common for us to just have two or three gigs in a day. You yeah, know. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. It is insane. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of ca- tequila consumed in yeah. that yeah. period. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to I used to tag tag along with Rafferty. To uh, Rock Lily, yeah. Um, every now and then, and yeah, right, right before everybody went on stage, was up to the back bar and the massive tray of shots. Ridiculous! <laughs> <laughs> How any of us are alive right now is beyond me. But in saying that, we then had the saying that tequila fixes everything. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, my voice is so tired. Have a tequila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sad. Have yeah, a tequila. Have a tequila. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it was. Man, those were good days though. Yeah, yeah. Piano room, and we did that rock lily. Nah, yeah, all 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 of it was great. Yeah, we had a good run. I mean, we're still going now. Still got gigs now. Um, but you know, everyone's doing other things as well. So we're not working like like how we used to before COVID. Mm. You know. Mm. So, but still going. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Um. I was going to get to this a little bit later on, but you yeah. were actually you were telling me before about another little project that you've got got going on. You're you're writing a book of poetry. Oh yeah, so so um, let's let's yeah. we might as well, we'll talk about that now. And, yeah, mm. I oh so I write um yeah I write a lot of poetry. Mm. So I have this. Um, do you want me to tell the story about how I got published? Sure. Or, yeah, yeah. So so um yeah so it's getting published. A publishing company picked up my book. Mm. So. Uh, the book is called I'm Salt Water and it's Polynesian inspired poetry, mm. you know. And um, my my friend, she was at a author's seminar, you know, kind of retreat thing. And there was a guy who got up and he's from this big publishing company. He was doing, a, you know, a talk and, oh, he went and talked, talked to her. <laughs> oh, the cat. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot believe she's pissing on the counter. Oh, jeez. I'm going to kill her. <laughs> Anyway, I'll, I'll fix that later. We'll fix it later. Yeah, um, yeah so, so she she went and talked to him and long story short, he, she showed him one of my poems and said she's looking for publishing because I did look into self-publishing but mm. it just seemed like a lot of, you know, a lot of work. Mm. Um, so I was hoping, I just thought if it's meant to be, it'll happen, you know, divine timing, mm. you know, and mm. – this happened just before I left on the Brand New Heavies tour. Right. I get a phone call from my girlfriend and she's like, I met this guy, I showed him your, your poem, one of your poems. Um, he's has this big publishing company, so um, he's really interested. He's been looking for someone that does what you do anyway. So mm. I was like, that's brilliant. So she's um, so he got in touch with me and I sent my manuscript over and he loves it. So it's getting published. That's you know? awesome. So I'm... I'm 
really excited. Obviously, there's still some things that need to happen before it gets published. Like I have a, I have a really good friend of mine, Georgia Masters, who's she's a Polynesian girl too, who's doing all the art. Mm. Um, the art's beautiful. Mm. The artwork's beautiful. Yeah, you showed me one. Yeah, of, yeah. and I showed you one, yeah. and it's really beautiful. And then um, to go with – because I write quite visually anyway, so yeah. it goes it, – it makes sense to have art with the poetry. Yeah. Um, I just want to create something beautiful. You know, beautiful to look at, beautiful to read. You know, something beautiful mm. that represents our culture, you know. And yeah. just just like I was saying to you before, it's like it's kind of a shame that a lot of our young people are losing touch with their culture. Like, you know, maybe this might, ins- you know, I, I hope that my poetry might might inspire them to learn more because, you know, I have a lot of uh, in my poetry is a lot of like uh, references to to gods and goddesses and our mythology and the elements and mm. things like that. Mm. So hopefully it might, you know, might inspire them to to look more into our culture and see the beautiful parts. And and for people who don't know anything about Polynesian culture, it might inspire them to to learn more about us. You know, I think my dream is that to like close the gap or the divide between people based on biases. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So that yep. Yep. like so the po- some of my poetry about things that happen to everybody, but just through the lens of someone who's Polynesian, you yep. know what I mean? Yep. The explanations will be something to do with elements of gods and, you know, things like that. Yep. So in actual fact, the whole idea is that we're all basically the same. Yep. We're all the same, you know. Um, we all have joy, you know, we all feel joy, love, hope, you know, in this lifetime, but, mm. you know, it's like encouraging people to learn about each other's cultures and see the similarities and as opposed to seeing the differences all the time. That's anyway, that's what I that's my thing with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank congratulations. You. I love it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy. Can't wait to see the, the final I know. I'll send you a copy. Yeah, great. Awesome. <laughs> all right, let's roll it right back to early days now and yeah. how it all sort of began for you. You were you were telling me you're born in New Zealand but you spent a lot of time in, in Tonga as well, because and in the when I was young, when yeah. you're young, yeah, before yeah. I started primary school. Yep. Okay. So, um, which part of New Zealand? Auckland. Yep. South Auckland. South Auckland. Yeah, I grew yep. up there. Yep. Mangere. Yeah. Okay. Musical family. Yes. Everyone's everyone's musical. Okay. Yeah. You either sing or you dance or you know mm. you do something or right. your art or and of course you got the sporty ones. Okay. You know it rolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, most Polynesian families think I like that. You're mm. either musical or you're, or you're sporty or you're both, mm. you know. Mm. When did you realise or when did your, I guess your parents realise that you could sing? Uh, yeah, well, if you ask my mum, she'll tell you that that I sang first. Okay. Like I actually sang before I even you spoke, okay. you know. Yep. But that was – that's that's not surprising really, mm-hmm. you know. Like yeah. my house is – when I was growing up, it's basically like my house, like tonight, you know, yeah. everyone's singing, playing, you know, mm. everyone's, oh, look, auntie, look at this mm. new song. Well, well let's tell people what happened tonight oh, then. okay. So Steve comes over. I say to him, won't you, he rings me to do this thing tonight that we're doing now. Yeah. And I say to you, uh, come and have a kai with us, you know, come and have something to eat. So we eat. And then after that, all the young ones are here. So it's my daughter's and my niece that lives with me and my other niece and my daughter's partner, they're all musical and they're, they're all just, you know, they all just gravitate and to hear and I hear all the time. They're like, oh, the other night we wrote this great country <laughs> song. So me and Steve were like, okay, cool. Well, after dinner, 
you know, you guys can do the cleanup and then after that you guys can play the song for us. So one's on the guitar, right? Yeah. One's on the guitar and they all sing the song. And I don't know about you, Steve, but I You're was like – tearing up. I yeah. was like <laughs> – And I was videoing them and going <laughs> – <laughs> don't cry, don't cry. Yeah. Oh, it was so it was beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was so beautiful. I'll have that hook in my head for a while. I know, it was yeah. so beautiful. Mm. So, yeah, but basically that's what happens here. Yep. I grew up like that. Yep. So my house was always full of people when I was growing up. All the uncles were always sitting around playing guitar, you know what I mean, and yep. singing songs. And we had like a – we had a um, – a Polynesian group, they used to go and do resorts and events, you know, things like that for mm. extra money. Um, so there was always something happening. There's either dance, dance rehearsals or, you know, choir rehearsals for church or there's all, all the uncles just sitting around jamming like that, mm. you know, like writing songs or yeah. just jamming old school songs. So you're just around it all the time. So as a child, it, it's not surprising that I would sing first. Yep. You know, it, I don't think it's – I think it's quite normal. Um, so I always sing. You know, I think I've always, yeah. There's no, you know, you ask a singer, when did you start? What's the story of when you started yeah, singing? Yeah. I don't have one. That is my well, story. Well, that is your story. <laughs> yeah, that is my story. Yeah, yeah. I don't have like some light bulb moment when I was like, yep. oh my God, I'm going to sing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, I yeah, don't, gotcha. yeah, it was always just part of my DNA. Yeah. Or just part of who I was. Yep. So, yeah, that's that. And then the poetry came after. Yeah, gotcha. So the poetry came probably. As I um, as a well, maybe when I started high school, mm. started to write a lot of poetry mm -hmm. just before I started high school. Mm -hmm. By then, I'd learned how to speak English. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so let's let's stay back a little bit on. So yeah, you, you said you were um, born in Auckland, New Zealand, and then yeah. um, before you went to primary school, I would travel a lot with my grandmother. You'd travel with your grandmother, uh, which is in Polynesian culture quite common as well. Yep, you know the. The grandparent takes the eldest child and just travels everywhere with them, you know. Yeah. Um, but and we're talking about overseas, Tonga, yeah, to Fiji. Tonga and Fiji, like yep. she was always there. Yep. She was always going back and forth from there, so I'd always go with her. Mm -hmm. And then obviously I had to stay put when I started primary school mm -hmm. because of starting school. Yeah. So the uncles, they were all my babysitters because mm -hmm. – my mum and my grandma and the mamas would do day shift at this factory they used to work at and the uncles would do the night, you know, because they had all immigrated obviously from the At, at the same factory? Yeah. Yeah, they okay. All this crown pottery. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Making, yeah. So we had mean plates growing yeah. up. <laughs> all our plates and, and cups, man, we had the meanest, it was so flash. <laughs> we had the flashest like crockery ever, man. It was like, wow, look at all the plates because they got it from work. Yeah. You know, we had an onion in the fridge, but we had the meanest crockery. Yeah, <laughs> actually, depend and so yeah, so they always work at the same factory. It was actually quite funny. So they they weren't like my babysitters. So they would they'd always be playing guitar and singing, and you know what I mean. They'd always be doing that. Yep. So what was I? What was the point of? No, was I, I was oh. I was going to ask you like when you were when you were in Tonga and when you were in oh, Fiji. Right. Yeah. Um, you would have had that music. Oh, that around was around as well. As that well. was around but as I, well. I don't Not, remember. You don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I was too young then. Uh, okay, this gotcha. is all before I started primary school. Okay, right. Gotcha. But of course, but then I just know from what my mum told me that you know, because be, when I was 
because obviously my grandma didn't start traveling with me until I was about three. Okay. You know what I mean? So yep. I was still at home when I was a baby. Uh, all right, gotcha. Till about two, maybe two or three. So by that stage, you start talking. I sang first. Okay. You know, she's like, oh, no, you're always just singing. The uncles would be playing something. You'd be singing away, you know. Yep. And then, then I started talking. Right. Then they couldn't shut me up. Okay. Yeah. But you were still you were talk, still talking in Tongan? Only, yeah. I yeah. could only speak Tongan. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I only spoke Tongan because they all spoke Tongan. Mm. I mean, English was second language for them. Okay. So, plus my great-grandparents are still alive. So, you know, yep. they didn't know how to speak English at all. Right. Um, at home, there was just no reason to speak English. Yep. You know, they only speak English when they go out yeah, to gotcha, work gotcha. or stuff like that. Mm. So no one spoke English at home. Mm-hmm. So I would only speak Tongan. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> yeah, then I started school. Yeah, so when I started primary school, I couldn't speak, couldn't speak a word. Of, yeah. But I had, could say three phrases. Mm. It's you, it's me, what happened? <laughs> and how often would you use those phrases All for everything? The time, for everything, because they would be looking at me like, bleep, 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 and I'd yeah, be like, yeah. "Is you?" Which means, "Is is what? Is it? Do yeah. you need something?" Yeah. Or, okay, is me? And yeah. Then I'm like, oh, okay. And if I'm really stuck, what happened? Yeah, yeah. You know, with the hands, what happened? Yeah, was it me? Was it me? Was it not me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was quite funny. They were my go-to phrases. Yeah. I I specifically remember doing that just because yep. I was like. They're like, I don't know what they're saying, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think it was a little bit traumatizing because, you know, you're you're being dropped off to school and nobody speaks, you know, like everyone's speaking some other language. Yep. So you're like, um, you know. Yeah. Okay. What English words do I know? It's you, it's me, what happened? Yeah, let's, let's roll with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also said you had a, a, a Maori auntie. Oh, yeah. So I had um, – so growing up I had like one of my uncles married to a Maori woman mm. at the time. And um, across the road, as I went into high school, across the road, uh, my mom had a really good friend, Auntie Anne. Um, so she lived across the road, and me and her daughter, she had a daughter called Juanita as well. You've met Juanita. Have I? Yeah, the other Juanita. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, she's so me and her were really tight. So she actually is quite interesting because, and Auntie Anne is really into her Maori tongue, you know? She, okay. She's really great. And, and so, um, a lot, a lot of times, Juanita would speak Maori and I'd speak. We had this thing that we would do. We wouldn't we go out and we didn't want anyone to understand what we were saying. I would speak Tongan to her and she would speak Maori back, <laughs> and we literally could not understand. We could understand each other. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, yeah. we could just. I could. And in the beginning, it was that. You know, when we were younger, yeah. I'd speak Tongan to her and she'd speak Maori back, and she would learn. So she actually has learned to speak Tongan from that. Yeah. From that, and yeah. I've learned Maori and she's learned Tongan from yeah. that. I mean, yeah. obviously, she's she's more fluent in Te Reo than she is in Tongan, but yeah. she still she can navigate through Tongan really easy. Yeah. Understand anything I say to her in Tongan. You know, like and yep. I'm the same with Maori. You know yep. what I mean? So yep. so it's kind of it's really we've got some funny stories. That's cool. Oh yeah, my gosh. Especially because we both moved here around the same time. Okay. And to New Ze- from New Zealand to here to Australia. Oh yep. my gosh. Yeah. We would go out and literally just do that all the time. Yep. Just speak in language. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. All right, still still back in New Zealand then Gone up through primary school. Did oh sorry. So when did you move to Australia? Um, I think it was mid nineties. Yeah, about the same time as me. So yeah, about you, mid, so you did, yeah, you did your high school in New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, I finished high yeah. school and yeah. then I came. 
So, yeah, it was probably mid-90s. Yep. Yeah. So still back in New Zealand, did you get into – were you playing in bands at that stage? Um, no, you just um, – Still just, doing the family? Just the family stuff. Yeah. So, if, you know, I would sing for my uncle's bands, you know. They used mm. to – you know, the uncles used to have their island bands. Mm. They would do all the country songs like, you know, Linda Ronstad. Yep. All that. Bonnie Ray, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they like you know they love all that stuff. Yeah, so we did that, and um, and then we used to do all the church stuff. So you know, churches all had the choirs, you know, mm. the Tongan choirs, and then you had the other choir, you know, the English choir in singing English songs. Yep, and um, nah, so just basically, and because we had the Polynesian group, they used to do all the, you know, and we all had to sing. Mm. You dance and sing, mm. you know. So is that – so, yeah, basically that's all I did. Oh, except stuff for school. Mm. But that was it mm. until I moved here. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, not that not that was it. It was quite a lot. But Yeah, gotcha. Um, but it was good training ground, mm. you know. Mm. Like it was really good. I learned how to sing harmonies for yeah. my family, you know. That's kind of a natural skill set now. But you, were, you were saying earlier too before we started recording um, – that helped you um, oh, yeah. with, with the vocal arrangements for the Marsha yeah. show. When I got that gig mm. um, to do to do the vocal arrangements for Marsha's album, gospel album, I was like, "This is great!" Mm. <laughs> like yeah. all the church, all the church stuff is it's paying all coming off. Back to you me, know, yeah. all the harmonies and all the church stuff is, um, you know, paying off. I yeah. can, you know, so it's 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 been yeah, it really was helpful for that. Mm. I think too, it's it's such an important skill set. To, to be able to, it's its own skill set in its own yep. to be able to do harmonies like yep. I mean it's a funny thing isn't it some people go oh you know why do you do so much BVs for people and I was like because I can because you can yeah and uh, not everyone can do it yeah <laughs> and it's it, it's it's a skill set that I that I that I'm glad that I appreciate that I have you know and I love doing it yeah I love I love it yeah. You know, it's it's so much fun. You can there's so many different ways to arrange vocals for a song. Mm. There's so many the the possibilities are endless. You know, there's so many post like there's so many options. Yep, gotcha. you know. Mm. Uh, so just you can listen to it it's and listen to a song. So say if someone says, I want BBs on this, but you can do what you want, mm. which is basically what happened with, with the Marsha thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, cool. Okay, we just want it to sound do it because they're like Gospel songs that exist, but they just want a different spin on them. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, okay. And some of it, some of it, she knew what she wanted. You know, what I mean, she she was she was like, yeah, I want it. Some of it, she was like, yep, yeah, just just you know. And so I've just put down heaps of ideas, and mm. she'll tell me what she doesn't like, she, what she does like. Mm. That sounds cool. But you just come up with all these ideas. It's so much fun, you yeah. know. To yeah. me, that's fun. Yeah. You know, it was nice to get a a job. To get paid to do it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times you go into a session or a gig and sometimes they just expect you to do it, to arrange the vocals. Mm. Um, do you know? <laughs> and, and that wasn't obviously part of the brief when you took the gig. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, no, no. It just oh. means it, it's just an expectation now. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, I mean, some, some sometimes you do a you do a gig and um, say you just do the big tours. Um, sometimes you do those tours, and you 
they've got songs that exist already, but you're going to do live live versions, you know, BV-wise. Yeah. And a lot of times you just work it out. They just – you have to work it out on the spot, mm-hmm. you know, or sometimes for sessions even they, mm. they expect you to figure out something. Okay. You know. And that's what you're getting called up for because they know you can uh, – Sometimes, you can do yeah. That. Yep. Um, mm. But we've, so it was actually nice to actually be asked to, to given the time to come up, not doing it on the fly. Yep. Given the time to come up with some interesting vocal arrangements mm-hmm. and being paid for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was like, thank you. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's like, thank you. Thank you for trusting me mm. first. And thank you for honoring that I have that skill set. You know, like I think that was really important for me anyway. Mm. For me it was. So do you think more will come from that? I hope so. If not from Marsha, was that skill set exposed to other people that may? Um, Well, the the album's not released yet. Oh, right, okay. But it will be soon. Yeah, yeah. So we just kind of pre Make sure that name's there. Oh, no, they give me credits. Yeah, of course, awesome. Um, And they were amazing though, Mm. like because – Joe Akari is the MD mm-hmm. and he was – him and Stu, like the three of us um, – Stu Hunter. Mm-hmm. The three of us worked a lot in, on the arrangements together. I mean they did mainly music. I did mainly vocals but together it was a good team thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were so great. And yep. and um, it was Joe's proposal that I do it. Okay. You know, so I'm thankful to him for yep. doing that. Because Joe's been looking after Marsha for a while, right? Yeah. yeah. He's in, he's brilliant. Yeah, he is, yeah. He's yeah. just such an incredible drummer. Yeah, I, I've had him on the podcast. Yeah, I love him. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Great. I have so much love for him. Mm. And his wife, Leah. Yep. They're just so lovely. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's he's just, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> he just <laughs> has just, so much. wide like that. I know, yeah. he's just wide like that. He's mm. got so much going on all at the same time where he just manages to get it all done. Yep. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, I hope so. I hope mm. I get more jobs like that. Um the gospel thing, though, is fun, mm-hmm. you know. Gospel is easy for me. Mm. Not saying it's easy, but it's fun. It's mm. fun to do, you know. Is it um, like, like as a drummer, when someone says gospel drumming, yeah, that automatically tells you that it's full on, it's, it's all out, lots of fills, lots of notes. Yeah. Obviously playing within a framework. Now, gospel vocal when when you're when you've been given this gig yeah. knowing that you know gospel um soloists can get a little bit out there yeah. will you get given any sort of rain to do that kind of stuff like choppy vo- like not not choppy i mean uh, like tricky vocals some of it is I some mean, of it is yeah um you know what i'm saying eh? did i, I did, probably didn't ask that me, question very well. i mean gospel vocals to me is it's soprano alto tenor okay right like Normally three part. Yep. Then every now and then that will split to either to either six, five. You know what I mean? Like yep. they, they might split into more harmonies. Mm-hmm. Then they come back. Or you have like unison octaves. Yep. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But I you do, know, unison octaves that yep. then split into hearts or mm-hmm. but but the basics are the you know, the, the bass is the the soprano alto tenor. Mm-hmm. That's the bass. And everything else is extra to that. Yeah, gotcha. But it's all it's it's all governed by emotion. So mm-hmm. it's whatever emotively fits the song. Yep. So it's like it has to. It's almost. It's part of 
the instrumentation really because mm -hmm. it has to go with the feeling of what's happening in the song. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know, explain it. Yeah, so normally there's three parts. And it's not, so in the song, say, there's one song, um, How Great Thou Art. Mm. And it starts with three parts and then it goes by, by the end of the chorus, it's like in six. Mm. It splits into six parts. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, but but that's because it builds to that. Gotcha. And then it comes back down again to an octave. Then it goes back to the three. Then it goes into six again. But yeah, that's cool. every song's different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just depends what the song needs. Mm -hmm. Plus, Marsha's like, she's not, she's not one for all the tricks and stuff okay. like that. She's very solid singer. You know, like yeah. I love it. I love her voice. It's just. You know, she's a good storyteller. Mm -hmm. She's a storyteller singer. She tells stories, you mm -hmm. know. The story is always more important to her, which I love. I yep. love that. That's my all my favorite singers in the world are good storytellers, yep. you know. So it's the tricks. She does do riffs in that, but it's kind of like they're placed where they're supposed to be placed for Und the emotion understood. of the song. Understood. Yep. As opposed to a, a lot of singers. Show yeah, yeah gotcha. you know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah, so many 100%. singers that are like that. It's yep. just yep. all the, all like out the gate. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, we've gone Where you gonna ten, go notes, now? Ten, <laughs> yeah. ten notes in like the first like <laughs> two seconds. Oh, my phone making a funny noise on the machine there. Sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. Um, Okay, so uh, back to – so you've moved to Australia now. Yep. So what, what brought you to Australia? Um, I, I wanted to do music. I knew I wanted – well, I think my family were a bit like, oh, you're not going to make enough money off music, mm. you know. Okay. Um, and, of course, you're not, not going to in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. You know what it's like. Yeah. So I, um, I just – I wanted a break um, and uh, truth be told, I grew up in South Auckland. So mm. I grew up, you know, once we warriors, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't want to, uh, it sounds terrible, but I wanted a different life for myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be caught in cycles. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to be a um, statistic. Understood. I wanted to give myself the chance to have a better life, a different life, not mm. better, just different. Yep. I, you know, just feel normal, mm -hmm. not part of a freaking movie because it feels like it. You feel like yep. this, you know, like I just wanted a different existence, you yep. know. So I initially I was just coming, I thought I would go to Australia for two years and see how it pans out. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And then, but within three months of being here, I was already singing. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So I um, I bumped into some boys that I used to go to school with and they were DJing at the time. And then they would just get me up to sing at the club, you know, with the DJ. And then from there I started, um, from there I was in a, Oh, I had this girl group called Private Property mm. <laughs> back in the day. We did our originals and stuff. Mm. And then from there I started doing cover bands, you know. Then from there I went to – just started my own. So I started Sweet As. Yeah. 
me and my my ex. So we started Sweet As, and then Sweet As is Sweet As is a brand in itself. It is. I don't even. You know what I mean? It just. um, So that Sweet As has gone really well. Um, I think because I had little kids too. Mm. We just. I did have a break from touring because I was touring a lot. Mm. Bef- I started touring before I had started Sweet As, mm. you know. I was lucky to get picked up for some tours and I could have continued with that but it just was too hard with the little ones, you know. Mm. I already had little ones and it was too hard. So, so how, how old are the girls? Um, Mesa's 24. 24, yep. And Baba's 18. Okay. She just turned 18. Okay. And I was a young mum, you yeah, know. Yeah, okay. So... Um, I was like, you know, I could take a break from touring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so young already, you mm-hmm. know. I've got time to take a break, uh, wait till they get a little bit older. Yep. And, um, and uh, you know, in the meantime, my their dad, mm-hmm. my ex, um, mm-hmm. he's, um, he's a musician too, singer too. So yep. we just thought, look, we'll just start this cover band and we'll, you know, we'll just make that something, you know, to make money from – you know, for mm. now, mm-hmm. while our kids are little, mm. we just didn't expect it to blow up so much. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just blew up. But um, and so that's cool. And so we did that. And then 2000, I remember it was 2014, I said to him, I was saying to him, I, I think the girls are old enough now I can go back to touring, uh-huh. you know. I just thought, you know, I think, I think, I mean, it wasn't that I wasn't doing tours before that, but I was just doing um, – the smaller tours, like little stint tours, not not full-on tours. Okay. So end of 2014, I said to him, you know what, I reckon I can, you know, go back to touring because touring's better money, mm-hmm. you know, and the girls are a bit older now, so we're mm-hmm. good. So it's so funny, I swear, the power of manifesting things. <laughs> I don't know what it is with me. As soon as I say, oh, this is what I want, somehow it just kind of happens. happens. Yeah. Um, so I said that and I remember um, – um, one of my friends, she had an album, Mahalia, she mm. had a, an album and Joe Bonamassa, he was, he played on that album. There's a long story about how that all came about but in uh, the short, short, short version is that she had this album, Betty Davis album mm-hmm. and he was playing guitar on that and me and Jade were doing BVs for that with her and then he came, he was here in Australia and he played the gig with us and from that gig he asked us if we would like to go and do BVs for him. Mm. And like a lot of people say that and we just go politely say, oh, yeah, that would be great. But you don't pin anything on it. Yeah. Like you just appreciate that they've complimented you, you know, but it's not always easy to do what they want to do, if you know what I mean. So anyway – by so that happened that year. He got us to do the, his first his tour. We, we started touring with him that year. Mm. This is 2015. Yeah. And the, oh, what else did I do? 2015. I did Daniel Johns's little mini tour, the one at the, at the Opera, Opera House. House yeah. Oh right. I did that one. Did that, you right? Yeah, that was incredible. Yep. That one I did that year. The girls and I also did Cold Chisel that year. Mm-hmm. And what else did happen that year? There was a few things, but those were the main ones from memory that stick out. Mm. And then since then, I've just been touring a lot, mm-hmm. you know, different different things. Um, so then COVID hit. Yeah. So, I mean, the girls and I also did Liam Gallagher. Mm-hmm. We did that one too. We did, we did a lot. We've done a lot since 2015. It just, we were just, I was, I mean, I was constantly touring. Mm. 
And then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. That was 2020. And I got sent home early. Okay. How, um, how two early? Weeks. Two, two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Because the COVID hit America before it hit here. Oh, okay. Right. And so. I came home. And by the time I got home, I was in two um, – I was, what is it called, when you – at lock you know, isolation. Yeah, self isolation. Uh, self isolation, right? That's right. Right. Uh, I was like that for two weeks, yeah. and then after that two weeks, they went into lockdowns here. Yeah, right. And so I was like, okay. So it was kind of cool. I just stayed home and cooked and hung out for my babies, and you know. Yeah. And that's literally most of my poetry book was written in that time. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Because I was just right. I was like, this is great because I just sit there and write poetry mm. and. The whole Confection album was written through that lockdown too. Right. So literally just wrote a whole album, <laughs> Confection album and a and poetry book in one in that, in that one, one lockdown. lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, that's Cause, cool. Because you're not doing anything. Mm. You know, you're not rushing to the airport. You're not rushing yeah. to – and I was like, this is great. So literally that's what I did that whole lockdown. And mm. then we kind of went to some sort of semi-normal – I don't know, it was so weird, the yeah. whole – you know, you know. Mm. So that all happened, and then since then, I mean, I've I've done a few tours. Uh, this year, there's there's been the Marsha tour, and then the brand new heavies one, which I'm so happy about. Mm. And I've just been doing the George Michael one, the orchestrated. Oh, cool. Do you know about that? No, I don't. Um, it's an Australian one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know George Ellis. I love him. Oh, the conductor. Oh, I love him so yeah, much. Yeah, he's he he's a he's a more a superstar in himself. He is so. I'd love to talk to him. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I should hook you up with oh, him. Oh, please do. Yeah, yeah, because awesome. I absolutely adore him. Oh, great! I just love him so much. Yeah, and he's an incredible. He's an incredible conductor. And it's his orchestra, mm-hmm. and Victor Rounds. You know Vic. Yeah, yeah. Victor Rounds. He he's the MD of the band. Yep. So there's. The band, the core band, and then uh, the orchestra, mm-hmm. and then different singers. So normally it's me, Andrew De Silva, uh, Glenn Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is there? They have a few other ones that come and do the. Um, that you know they they alternate the boys, you mm-hmm. know, and um, and and of course me, mm-hmm. and I but I just do the duets mm-hmm. with Andrew. Yeah. And then they have uh, Carmel and Joe Alms, Carmel Massetti and Joe, Joe Alms mm-hmm. on the BBs. Yeah, it's a great, great. It's incredible. It's like a big, massive production. But right. It's such an incredible show. I'd recommend it to anyone. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, and that's ongoing. Yeah. And because it's such a big thing, um, they don't. We don't tour it. You know, in one. Go. It's like it's sort of spaced out. Okay. Yeah, they space it out. But but you know the schedule beforehand? Of course, So yeah. it's like pl- planned. Say, for example, this month we have one, mm. but it's next Sunday yeah. in Newcastle. Okay. And then there might be another two next month and then there'll be like three and then – you know what I mean? It right. Just so, kinda, yeah. so you know where they are in the book yeah. type thing. Yeah. But they've kind of spread out and it's like an ongoing thing. Mm. But if anyone gets a chance to see that, it's quite good. Yeah, yeah. cool. Very good. So otherwise is that – otherwise I've been busy um, recording my EPs. Yes, yes. So I just finished recording my soul EP. That's, That's awesome. I'm so happy. I recorded that at uh, Declan Kelly Studio. Have yep. you been there? I have. I, I interviewed so, him there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I recorded the it there yeah, at yep. The Nest. Yep. Um, That's so cool. It is. I love it there. Yeah. It's just a vibe. Yep. I keep wanting to steal his baby though, but <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's like our studio bubba. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's been fun. 
I'm really happy about that. Mm. So you'll have to come to my listening party. Oh man, the album launch. Can't wait. Awesome. Yeah. So, so, have, oh, so what's the what's the plan there? When okay, so the plan is I have two. I couldn't decide because the thing is I love writing, so I wanted to do. This is my first. Obviously, you know about my confection project, mm-hmm. which is a project I do with Josh yep. Bigley. But um, this is the first time I've done my own, yep. like on my own solo project. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I really wanted to do a solo album. But then I was like, I can't do a solo album without reggae because I grew up doing reggae, you know, Polynesian. Mm. <laughs> so I was thinking, what do I do? So I came up with this concept that I would do two EPs one soul EP and one reggae EP, and mm-hmm. together they would make an album. Yeah, cool. You know, so I'm calling the EPs, both of them, I'm calling them Two-Faced. Yep. So one is Two-Faced Soul and Two-Faced Reggae. Yeah, yeah. And then the artwork is my face, half of my face on one yeah, and yeah, half yeah. of my face on the other. And the artwork, so when you put the two EPs together, the covers, it makes one artwork. Yeah, gotcha. So that's what I'm doing. Awesome. So the soul one I've just finished. Okay. So it's gone to mastering now. Oh, it has. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. So those, um, yeah, I'm really happy about that. So I wanted to record an organic, proper soul album. Yep. You know, live instruments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like everything kind of just done that way, you know. And so even when it when it goes to mixing, to mastering, sorry, it's, he's going to run it through tape and then yep. bring it back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be great. And I had um, Declan play drums. Yep. I had Adam on bass, Daniel March on guitar, mm-hmm. and Robbie Wolf on keys. Mm-hmm. So it just sounds mighty. Yeah. And then I had my young love sing BBs. Awesome. Um, Mesa and, yeah. and Angel that yeah, we met yeah. tonight. Yeah. And I had my some of my best mates and my family doing BVs, the boy BVs, you know, like uh, Ricky Nefo, who is incredible. Have you ever met him yet? I haven't met him, no. Oh. I, I know who he is. Yeah, yep. his, his voice is oh, sublime. Mm. I love it. Don't get a big head, bro. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and my, he always – he sings in a uh, band. They have a trio called Mount Trio, and it's him and my cousin Sefal and another guy called Bauliasi. Anyway, so – Ricky and Sefo, uh by Val. He's V-Tribe. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, my yes. cousin, he's, yep. he's in V-Tribe. I've the done some gigs with He's V-tribe. the youngest brother that sings. Yeah, right. So they, him and Ricky did a lot of the boy BVs mm. on my album, except for – and uh, Declan did some BVs too, and so did Leroy Jones. You know, you've met Leroy, right? I haven't. This um, It's funny you've, you've mentioned Sorry. Ricky and, and Leroy because yeah. they're two people that Josh – Mentioned oh, the other night. Yeah, well, how do you think he got on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Them? <laughs> yeah. Nah, so, they're yeah. my bros. I yeah, love yeah. them. Yeah, I love awesome. them. They're my bros. Yeah. Mm. So they, them two, they're incredible singers. Sefal's an incredible singer too. Mm-hmm. So is Boliasi. The other. So if you ever get a chance, you should go and watch them. Mount yep. Trio. They're really good. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. Crazy concept. It's like three guitars, three guitars and three vocalists. That's the whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. You will love it, bro. I promise you'll love it. So, yes, I was really lucky to be blessed with them, you know, Mm. and and it sounds great. Yep. Sounds great. It's gone to mastering now. So I was really grateful to Dick too. He did a good job just recording it and mixing it. So that's been good. Um, so now I'm excited to do got the reggae one. Got all these things going on. I know. (laughs) So I've finished that one. So – that's finished and I'm like, cool. It's going to go to mastering. 
I just got to get the artwork done. I'm hoping I can have the book, you know, ready to sell at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that would – but, you know, trust, you got to trust divine timing, whatever happens, happens. Mm. And in the meantime, once that gets sorted, I can – I'm going to start recording the reggae one. Okay. Because I've already written most of the songs. I just have to record them. So that will be fun. Would you you change your band? Yes. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. Specific reggae guys. Well, yeah. Yeah. Have you chosen them already? Uh, I'm still tossing it up. Yep. I'm still, yeah. I'm st- the soul one was easy. I knew I knew it was going to be them. Yep. Plus, some uh, some most of the songs I wrote with Daniel March and Adam mm-hmm. Ventura, so they were always going to be there. Yep. And it made sense to use Deck. Yeah. Um. And soul keys, Robbie Wolf. Come right. on. Who right. else are you going to? You know, he's he's so great. Um. Yeah, so I, I'm really happy with it. I can't wait for you to hear it. Yeah, cool. It's, can't wait. It's mean, yeah. I, I really, I like it a lot. Um, it's, yeah, I like it. Mm. I'm, I keep going. The boys always laugh at me because I was like, oh, my God, it sounds mighty. <laughs> it's like, what is this mighty business? It just sounds mighty. It, it just roll with it. It's mighty. <laughs> yeah. I did do one song. It was, I did do one song with Rafferty and Shane. It's just acoustic, acoustic guitar and vocals, and um, Leroy. And so it's it's a, it's it's acoustic guitar. So Rafferty, mm. man, how good is he? Yeah, he's good. Oh my gosh, ridiculous! So I wrote that one with Shane and and Rafferty as and but the recording is Rafferty on acoustic guitar, just acoustic guitar, and me on lead vocal and Leroy, um, Leroy, Ricky and Declan on the BVs. Mm. It's awesome. I love it. It's really good. Great. So because I needed something acoustic for it because, you know. Um, so, yeah, six tracks on yep. that one. Yep. So I'll see how many. It was only supposed to be five but then I added that one. So now it's six. Right. And awesome. then the reggae one will have about five or six too. Cool. So it should be good. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah so yeah. happy. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Um, now just going back to the to the kids, I, like before um, Mason and all the the crew came back. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a young daughter that's looking like she's going to be getting into music. Yeah. And we both know what it was like for us. Exactly. Having opportunities. And I was telling you about the, you know, the music club we used to have in our town where yeah. once a week we'd go yeah. and musicians would, you know, it was like a little hub for us. Yeah. I've always been curious as to what that scene is like here in Sydney and, and, you know, over the the course of doing this podcast, I've talked to a bunch of people and we've sort of talked about this, but not really knowing. Yeah. But what I'm getting to is, is is Sydney providing enough um, venues and opportunities and places to jam for kids like um, like, like Mesa and the crew? No, I mean, that's why they've created their own one. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, luckily... We, because we live in Marrickville yeah. and um, Lazy Bones is so great. That's our local. They know us all, you know, they yeah. know me and all my little tribe yeah. of young loves. Yeah. They know us all there. So, you know, and when I do gigs there, they all get up and sing. And, yeah. You know, so then it was just a natural thing, I think, mm. to to lead into them doing their own thing. Um, so once a month, on a, the first Tuesday of each month, I think it is, they do a um, – I think called localized. You yep. know, yep. They, they, they're collectively 
the collective is called localize and then they just all obviously they all have their own things but they just come together and do this thing together and they do they do each other's originals at the gig and then then the last set they just jam a bit like how they were jamming tonight you know they're just jamming because you're right they need that you know they need somewhere where they can just jam and they do that and it's really cool and i wish more people would come down mm. you know like and just oh, maybe it'll build we'll, yeah we'll a, a lot of young ones it. though are starting to come it's good young ones are starting to come to their gig which i think is great um i think it's important that our generation like us especially women um for um for the young women that are coming up but across the board would be great um just i think it's important that we um lead by example you know have a little bit more support for each other <laughs> you know i'm always going to everyone's gigs yeah. if i can if i'm not working yeah. or if i haven't got something on or you know i'll i'll go to someone's gig yeah. like i went to Ellie may's gig last night I, last week I went to watch Emily Williams. She's so great. Went to watch her gig. There was another band out there called Sir Archer. They, they had a gig that same night. There's, you know, everyone, I just think it's important that we, our generation and, you know, not, not just, you know, kind of like those of us that are in the scene already and we're already working, just we should sh lead by example by supporting each other more. Yep. And then they see that the young the generation coming through mm see that and they're like cool we we're kind of showing them how to be there for each other too and not just that but we should actually be more available to them mm. you know what i mean like for them to come to us and ask us things you know for you know just be more available to give advice or i know so many singers from you know singers that are actually working professional singers working singers these young ones, they come and try to talk to them and they're just like, mm, pain. Mm. It's like, really? Mm. Like, you know, you can't mm. just give a little bit of your time. Mm. And if we can't be there, hold space for them, mm. then how do you expect them to hold space for the next generation that comes through, which will be your daughter? Yeah, you know, right. like say your, your kids, mm. that's the next lot coming through. Yeah, that's it. And we also need to just be able to support each other though. Mm. You know, it's it's a crazy thing. But I'm just trying to change the narrative. But I can only I can only do yeah, you that. Can't, you can't do it by yourself. Well, yeah, I, we, I can only do by doing myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can only be the example and then hopefully mm. others, you know. It's something I talk about a lot to everyone. Mm. You know, I'm just like we need to, you know, we just need to like do better mm. you know mm. be better examples like support each other more so they see monkey see monkey do you know what i mean so yeah. they see us they see us supporting each other they'll support each other and it creates a better culture yep instead of this tall poppy thing that's going on you know <laughs> yeah. like you know what i mean just create a better culture within yeah. our industry yeah. new zealand's so good you know yeah. everyone in new zealand supports each other yeah. our music gets played on the you know the original music gets played on the radio yep. everyone you know the big the artists are played on um they they get gigs on big big gigs that's it. everyone supports each other over here it's so difficult i think mm. that's i don't know that's just what i think but mm. um i think we can change that narrative mm. or try to you know Anyway, he's hoping, right? Mm. Throw a penny into the wishing well. Yeah. You know, what do you think? Well, I, I agree with you supporting. Mm. 
and you know hopefully the the kids sort of pick it up on that but the scene where i am it's just it's sort of top 40 covers bands yeah, and i get it that kind of thing and having um played in those kinds of bands for most of my i've got nothing against it it's just what no. i did um I guess I wish there was more uh, original music in places out where I am. Yeah. Because totally. sometimes it's hard for me to get, you know, out here to Marrickville on a weeknight. Yeah, I understand. You know? So yeah. I guess that's that's where I'm coming from. But, mm. I mean, if there was more of a, more of a original sort of soul funk type scene out where I am, yeah. it would be great. But I mean, I'm not adverse to doing covers. Like, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. I'm grateful that we're able to do – there's of course, a of thriving course. cover scene. You can do the covers and, and it pays the rent and puts – I mean, dude, sweet as put food on the table. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Clothes on my baby's back, shoes on their feet. You yeah, know what I mean? Of like, um, you know, I'm not I'm not against doing covers. No, no, no. I st- and I still do cover gigs of every course. now and then. Yep. I'm just – I just would like to do more original gigs, yep. which is why I'm just like, okay, if I want to do that, I need to do like create product, you know, mm-hmm. create my own original music, which is so much fun. I wish I'd done this earlier, you know. Um, and then that way I can just continue to do that and hopefully get more gigs doing that. Mm. I just wanted to finish it first. You know what I mean? Just yep. finish my EPs first and then – then I can start doing gigs once I've got product. You know what I mean? Like yeah, once I've yeah. got CDs to sell and yeah, yeah. stuff, you know, that would be great. Mm. Um, it'd be great. Mm. Like not that I don't – nothing against covers at all. Yep. Like I said, man, still an honest living. You know what I mean? Yeah, still yeah. an honest living. And I was still – if I get stuck for, straight for cash, I'll still go and do it. You know, I'll still yeah, go and course. do cover gigs, of course. You yeah. know, what else am I going to do? You know, And, and you know, you, you also mentioned – because um, you, you couldn't do the Joe Bonamassa tour this year because of some, oh my visa that yeah. kind of thing, but yeah. you know maybe that's next year. Maybe you know, yeah. um, it depends. It all, I'm not de- sure. it all depends. Yeah, it all right. depends. Yeah. Nothing's concrete. You know what I mean? Like nothing, and that's our industry, though. You know, it's just like that. Um, I would like to do more original gigs. I've done some already. It's it's and it's a vibe, and I'm really grateful that people come to that gig too. I didn't you never know. Like you don't know if people will come to an original gig. And yeah. I remember just beef while I was recording, when I started just in the beginning when I started rec- before I started recording, sorry, I wanted to do them live to feel them out. Mm-hmm. But first before I recorded them. Yeah. It's a part of the process for me. Yeah, for me. Yeah. I don't know, everyone's different, but mm-hmm. for me that's part of the process. So I did a few original gigs so I could play them live mm. so I can kind of have a feel of you know and it was it actually was a great uh really helpful because it meant that when i went to record them i kind of had an idea of what i wanted it to sound like that's cool so um when i did those shows i didn't know um if people would come to something like that mm. you know because everyone's because i just feel like everyone's used to me see me doing covers you know mm. and um confection as you know is is more a studio project yeah it, it's it's mainly a pro- you know so I was really surprised when I would, I'd pack out a venue, you know, yeah. to come and do it with him. And I was like, this is great. You know, this is – it felt right. Mm. I, I was thinking, yeah, I'm supposed to be heading this direction, I think. Awesome. Yeah, so you're going to have to come to a gig now, oh, bro. Oh, we're coming. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Yeah. Well, Winita Tippins, it's been a pleasure to sit down and 
talk and hear about yeah. all the new projects and and Thank and you. also learn a little bit more about you know your upbringing and oh uh, yeah. yeah all that sort of stuff and, yeah um yeah so glad we did it thank you i'm sorry i was um probably not as articulate as if i because we've had like so much to eat oh no no <laughs> and had a bit of a no, had great, a bit mate. of a tangy with <laughs> a bit of a cry over the kids that was so thing. good that just it, it's i mean um you know besides this conversation it's something i'll never forget it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is good. Yeah. See, that's yeah. that's my life. I mean, all the young ones come here. And I I love, I don't, I love it. Mm. I love that they, I love that I can be there for them, and um, they can ask me questions, yeah, advice. Yep. Um, if I can help them, I will. If mm. I, if I don't, if I don't know what the answer is, at least I can point them in the right direction. You know, yeah. I can say, okay, let's ask, blah blah blah, yeah, and they'll let you know and find out. You know, so you can have figure out what your options are. Yeah. You know, otherwise, I welcome it. You know, I love when they're all here and everyone's jamming and writing songs, and yep. the house is always really creative like that. Yeah, you know, it's, cool. it's it's crazy. Yeah. And, and what's cool from my side is, you know, through through COVID and with the podcast, ha- having done so many of my interviews face to face, you know, like m- most podcasts, it all went to Zoom and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So. Yeah. You know, for one, there's a bit of a disconnect there when you're looking at someone yeah. on the screen. But you also don't get – I was talking to Josh about this the other night too. Yeah. You don't get the the hang beforehand and you don't get the hang afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's just like, uh, okay, you're on, you, you you do your thing and then it's off, it's done, it's gone. But, you know, whereas something like this, I, I'll never forget it. That's what it's all about, you thank know? Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you yeah. got to um, – yeah, I just – Thought that would be part of it anyway. Yeah. Like a, you know, gets a snapshot of my life right now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's great. They yeah. keep me on my toes. No, nah, that's good. You know, so um, I feel blessed, you know. Yeah. It's good to be around them. And it's good to, to like, to it's good, to, it's nice to know that I can be a small part of what keeps them hungry. Yeah. To, to, Keep you know, or yep. keep being interested in doing music mm. and expressing themselves, and you know, mm. it's it's so beautiful. I mm. f- I feel extremely lucky lucky that I'm surrounded by it still. You yep. know, so it's great. Yeah, and a lot of the boys, like you, you met Lani as well. Yeah, she's an incredible bass player. Yeah, she's going to be so good. Um, so the boys like Shane and Adam. You yep. know, yeah. So when Adam's on tour with the Oils, she feels in. Well, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you go and play with the uncles. You know, That's she's it. she's really excited that she gets to play with the uncles. That's awesome. Um, so I think it's good. I think it more of us are doing our part to kind of embrace them in. Yeah, they learn from us. We learn from them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just one way. Yeah. But I remember, I like how we were talking about this before. You and I grew up like that, yep. where we had the uncles and the, you know, mm. aunties around, and you know, you kind of learn from them and they learn from you. And it's kind of, I don't know, I don't think it's it's as uh, what's the word um, as common now as it was when we were younger. Mm. So I think me and the boys are trying to do that trying a little to do bit, it. Yeah. yeah, just kind of have that kind of space for them. You That's know, so, so cool. it's good. It does make a lot of difference. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. You're going to have to come down. For sure. <laughs> come to more jams. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks, yeah. Neat. Talk All to you good, soon. All good, Bray. Love right. you. Catch you. Love you too. Bye.